Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Wannabes 1v1 series. This week, we have a player not many of you may know, but he is someone I'm glad to have met and spoken to. He goes by the tag Mose. He is a Captain Falcon player on the box, but he holds a lot of different roles in the community in his own melee experience. He does some streaming, does some TOing, and just the the way he carries himself, the way he uh, uh, approaches the game is something I really wanted to dig into, and he had a lot to say on all these different issues. He came very well prepared, probably the most prepared out of any guest, and we definitely hit all the things that we wanted to talk about. So if you're someone who has been playing for a few years, who is trying to start up a stream or a YouTube channel, I think this is a really productive conversation for for those people. So that's all I'll say before. uh, We have a lot more episodes coming out in March, so stay tuned for that. And thanks for listening. So, uh, yeah, so what's up? Uh, I'm Mose. I um, started playing Melee probably, at this point, maybe three, three and a half years ago. Um, but I have been playing off and on for that time. Uh, and that's something I'll get into uh, kind of during this talk as uh, the reason why I go off and on so often. Um, but I started my sophomore year of college uh, at my university's like, local club. Um, had a lot of fun and uh, ended up taking over the club once I was a junior. Yeah, so junior and senior year, I ran the club um, and basically was the reason that Melee stayed alive at my club because Ultimate was new and taking over and kids wanted to play that, uh, but I thought Ultimate sucked, so just kept playing Melee. Uh, and now I live in Virginia. Um, where I work and live with my wife, and I basically only attend the cave, which is a weekly uh, out here, uh, a pretty hype weekly, to be fair. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so I do that, and uh, hopefully maybe there's a a game store nearby that has the space for melee tournaments, Um, and so maybe talking to them about starting a a melee tournament out here in Springfield um, on a weeknight that doesn't have any mdva tournaments happening because thursdays are thursdays are a bit dry in mdva we have flex which happens every other week but you know some people are itching for it every week so we'll see what happens yes yeah, so you're, you're trying to uh, expand the the roster of tournaments in mm-hmm. your area that's awesome yeah um yeah so i like that you that took over the club i, I have a similar experience um mm-hmm. what school did you go to again I went to Eastern University. It's out in Pennsylvania. It's 20 minutes west of Philadelphia. Um, cool. It's kind of tiny. <laughs> yeah. Um, I went, yeah, upstate New York is where I went to school. And mm. the smash scene there was pretty much like four people. Yeah. Um, so I totally understand, like, just kind of having to pull all the strings together. And, like, how many people did you have at the end? Yeah. So I think I think when I took over the club, uh, we had, like, 20-something people uh who would go in regular attendance and then by the time i left the club i think we were at like a solid like 14 15 um just with people graduating and whatnot like everyone always leaves at some point so but yeah nah something like that yeah yeah it Um, was a fun time so you got your your eyes firmly set on on toing as like an important part of 
I guess your your melee relationship. <laughs> your, yeah. The way you treat melee. I mean, it seems like a common theme. Yeah. No. I definitely. I just really enjoyed toing. I think. Uh, I don't know what it is about like running a tournament, but it just like makes sense to me, and it's super easy. I think. Um, and I think especially uh, when I toed my school's tournaments, one thing that I really focused on was. Uh, the people who aren't very good and go O2, um, giving them something to like just keep playing and like make it sure that they're having fun. Um, and so I don't, I never did one of those like amateur brackets because personally, whenever I got put in those, it always hurt my feelings knowing uh, this is just a bracket because I did poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead, I kind of created like fun side brackets of just like here is like items on bracket, uh, and that really got people like interested in playing. And then once they got interested in just, like, Melee itself, they got interested in mechanics. Uh, and so that's how we ended up having, like, more people want to learn how to wave dash. Um, so that was a lot of cool. Or that was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. Like, I think that's something that a lot of people talk about but don't really have an answer for, which is um, I think we have a high retention rate as a game. Mm-hmm. Once people kind of commit to going to their locals and... and grinding mm-hmm. and and actually competing yeah and yeah we're we're committed we're like all right i'm this mm-hmm. is the best game ever yeah um yeah, yeah. you don't play melee just that. every once in a while you play melee like every day once you start playing pretty much yeah yeah it, and so um the barrier to entry is something that needs to be addressed you know mm-hmm. it, it's hard to find the game it's an expensive mm-hmm. game it's old um yeah we're just now getting past the whole like needing CRTs, but mm-hmm. now you need a bunch of equipment if you're going to use a monitor or, you know, yeah. so um, what do you think about just finding someone who, let's say they play, you know, League of Legends and, and mm-hmm. you know, CSGO or something. Mm-hmm. How would you approach that person? How would you like get them into Melee to start? Yeah. Yeah. So I think the the thing that got me hooked on melee and i think this runs true for a lot of melee players um is like a personal connection and a personal aspect to melee uh the only reason i stuck around the club was because after like i was done with tournament and i was told like that heartbreaking like oh no you don't actually have any other matches you lost like your two um was that like people asked me like oh but do you want to play with me or like oh do you want to come over to this setup and play um and so i think tapping into that and whether that is like having fest and inviting that person over to your actual house and playing um or whether that is like trying to walk them through how to download net play uh and then have, once they download net play making sure that it isn't just like this you staring at the screen they're staring at the screen but trying to be like oh hop on a discord call or just like lots of conversation uh throughout the game because melee itself uh when you're new is just stupid and frustrating um and the thing that keeps it fun is being like oh yeah i just did something stupid and he laughed at me and we can laugh about it together um so just trying to tap into that even even in this age of net play and playing on the internet like i think you can still you can still make it personal and still make it fun yeah i just had an idea i don't know if you're following um the beyond the summit has like a arcadian going oh Um, for the people that work there so there's a good amount oh, of people sick. that play they that play already and they're mm-hmm. sponsoring um just you know people have never touched the game before yeah and they had like a whole bracket and it's been all over twitter and stuff huh. no i have so not I think, seen that yeah i um 
I think you would have to like go into you know Aiden or or you know Envy whoever is mm-hmm. like posting about it the most. But um, I think the idea of having you know it's going to sound condescending, but like holding someone's hand through those beginning stages, mm-hmm. um, I think is really important because when I started, like I'm. I'm someone who started in high school when we were just like, we thought it was cool mm-hmm. that, you know, it was 2011 or some shit. And yeah. um, we'd find clips here and there. And then we would just play against our friends on like, you know, the our, our LCD TVs and like mm-hmm. just <laughs> random shit tournaments. Yeah. Um, and then the documentary actually made it real. Mm-hmm. So having that catalyst was really important. Now I think you know barring the new netflix documentary which i'm you know crossing my fingers that it's going to actually come through yeah we'll um, see how real it is yeah we'll see uh, hopefully <laughs> it, it it actually happens but mm-hmm. um barring that like actual event that's going to bring people on um we're in this weird mode where it's like we can only grab onto people that discover us their own way and and make mm-hmm. their own decision to come through and then it's up to us to make that first tournament that first impression just the best experience possible yeah you know yeah no, definitely. i think you're totally right on with like the way you're approaching it thanks <laughs> yeah um so going through your experience how did you discover melee what what was your first tournament um and what mm-hmm. made you want to stick to it yeah yeah so i talked briefly about it but uh i went to a tournament at Eastern University, um, went O2, and uh, I kind of did, like, the classic. Uh, I played this game when I was a kid, so I picked I picked Mario just because I was like, oh, I remember him being sort of fun. Um, he is. And then <laughs> I think I think my first round, yeah, Mario's sick. Uh, I think my first round I played um, just some, a kid from our school, his name's Christian, plays Peach, uh, and I just lost because he just kind of, like, kept hitting me and I didn't really know how to, like, not get hit. Uh, but I was like, whatever, it was close, felt fine. Um, and then I went against uh, a sheik whose tag is skin. And anyone who's from the Philadelphia area uh, knows the name skin. Uh, he went to like two Arcadians and both times, and those are the only tournaments he's entered. And both times he's entered those tournaments, he got seventh at the first one. And then the most recent Arcadian, I think he got ninth. Uh, he got barely sniped out of uh, top eight. But uh, Skin's just this, like, local homie who who goes to the Arcadian, and that's the only tournament he goes to. But he always does really well. He always beats New Jersey's number one Samus player. I think the first time it was, I want to say it was Swooper, but it may have been uh, Gear, actually. Uh, and then the second time he beat Sporsnik, um, another sick Samus who who always just has kind of gotten sniped out of being PR'd in, in region. Um, but then I played, so then I played Skin the second round, uh, and he force docked me with Sheik, and I was like, "Damn, I didn't even get to move." Like he just grabbed me and then threw me off, and I died. Uh, and so then he picked Bowser the second oh, no. the second match, and he force docked me with Bowser, no. nearly JV fiving me. Uh, and I just remember that infuriating me so much, and being like, "I hate this person, I hate this game, and I hate Bowser." Uh, but then right after that set, he just like kind of giggled and he was like, hey, do you want to come over to this setup and I can teach you some things? Uh, and he taught me like what aerials are, and what like smash tacks are. Like he kind of taught me like the basics of it. Um, and he was like, yeah, and if you just keep spamming like this move or this option, like 
it's really obvious for me what to do next. Uh, so he just kind of introduced me to basics and why he beat me so badly. Um, and then I was like, oh, yeah, like, I can understand, like, why that was bad and how to get better. Um, so ever since then, I just, me and Skin have played, like, countless hours together, and he's just always beaten me. I think I've taken lifetime of our three years of playing tournaments together, like, one or two games off him. Hmm. Uh, he just, he has a read on me ever since day one, and uh, he's he's kind of the person who's, who's kept me in this game. Uh, but yeah. That's... That's a great intro story. I like how you played Mario and you went Bowser. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I never thought about that. <laughs> yeah. He just um, he he gave you the protagonist role, and yeah. was like, "All right, this is episode one, baby. Damn. This is when you get your shit kicked in, and then and then the training starts." <laughs> yeah. Basically. Damn. I never thought about that. Yeah, man. You gotta <laughs> you gotta narrativeize. You gotta yeah <laughs> put the pieces together. No, that's great. Um, and I think that like it, there's like I said before, like there's there's a, a main event, right? There's one thing that really sticks out, and for a lot of people, that's losing their first tournament. A lot of people, that's just like playing their friend and having a really close set. Mm-hmm. Um, and either way, it's like I think that strong connection, that strong like emotional response. Mm-hmm. Once that happens, it's like it's over. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like yeah, that's what we have to find. And I think him picking Bowser probably was the smartest thing he could have done if his goal was to bring more people into the scene. Yeah. You know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that pocket pick Bowser is what hooked people in. <laughs> Skin picking Bowser. Yeah. So, um, so nowadays, I mean, fast forward mm-hmm. a few years, uh, you're playing on the box, you're doing Falcon yeah. things. When did, uh, when did that transition happen? Yeah, so I think, um, I don't know, I, I definitely played a couple more because the tournaments would happen every single week. Uh, and I think I played maybe like three, four more as Mario before Skin told me like, hey, Mario just kind of sucks. Like, like you you can see people do cool things with Mario, but like if you want to learn and you want to like get really good, you got to pick a good character and you got to like stick with that so that way you can learn all the minute things uh, and just be amazing at that character. Um, and I just picked Cat and Falcon because I I just always thought Falcon was cool looking. Uh, and I always thought his side B and down B were like the tightest moves. Um, and so I picked Falcon and then I just grinded Falcon for, for like two years in college. Um, and I was like, this character is amazing. I love him so much. He moves so cool. He like looks so cool. Uh, when people are bad, you get so much free stuff off of them, like missing tech, like this character's great. Um, and then uh, I just never, never left. Like, I haven't looked back. I haven't messed with any other mains. Um, I've just played Falcon the whole time. But I always, like, could only play Falcon for, like, two hours. Um, and I think I think it's a combination of I press buttons so damn hard, like, on a GameCube controller. Uh, and my hands, like, when I play for long periods of time, uh, just, like, tense up around the controller. Hmm. Um so I always had to take breaks, uh, when playing, um, and about three months ago, I started looking at buying like a smash box or, um, the box. And, uh, I was like about to buy a smash box. Then I joined the box discord kind of to talk to them about like, Hey, what's the difference between these two? 
um, and I learned that the Smashbox actually isn't ergonomic um, for your hands because the uh, the WASD uh, direction setup on the left hand just isn't very good for melee because um, right. you have a lot of back and forth and pressing two directions at once. Um, so then I was like, all right, I'll buy a round two box. And at like Christmas time, I purchased the round two box. Uh, and then somebody on the discord hit me up and was like, Hey, I actually don't use my round one box. I'll sell it to you for under retail. Someone like just deserves it. Uh, and so I bought that from him and sent back my round two because it's actually, no one's gotten the round two yet. Uh, production's getting held back, which is the story of hacks money and the story of the box always. Hmm. Um, love you hacks in case you end up hearing this. I love the box. (laughs) Uh, production just always seems to be a problem, but anyways, so I got the round one box probably two and a half months ago, um, and I love it so much. I think it uh, it's super ergonomic, um, which is the whole point of it, but um, but just the button layout and the thought that has gone behind um, the design of it has really spoken to me, and actually, uh, in the two months that I've played with it, I kind of feel like I've gotten close to where I was with controller. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely not as fluid uh and intense situations definitely not as secure um as i was with the game controller but but that's what took me over to the box was uh i got to a point where i was like yeah my hands just hurt like and uh this isn't something that like it should be normal um and it is normal for a lot of people but like i thought it shouldn't be normal for me uh and since i play casually and really only want to play for like one day for a really really long time um i wanted something that would enable that so so what made me switch over to the box was the desire to to be able to have those long, long sessions with friends who've come over like once a month uh, and not have to like take breaks and sit in the back. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's uh, I think that's great. It makes perfect sense. You know, mm-hmm. you, you had a problem and you're like, shit, what's the answer? Yeah. <laughs> and I hope that it I think it's becoming more mainstream now. I think for a lot of people, they fear the loss of skill and muscle memory mm-hmm. that comes with a new controller. I mean, obviously that's the biggest loss is like is a completely new thing like Mm -hmm. yeah get used to it yeah Um, i actually um i've started a youtube series talking about the my progress with the box and how i think uh people will progress with it uh, or progress with it because um it is it is completely new and i think it is what stops a lot of people but um pipsqueak i don't know if you know him the fox from the uk he he recently has got a box and if you watch his twitter clips um any fox clip he's posting is him playing on the box and it looks very very similar to when he was playing with the controller um and he only got it i think he got it after me honestly i think he's been playing on it for maybe a month and a half um and he's progressed really fast with it so the progress definitely is not uh as big of a barrier as people think um and so i hope hopefully me making these videos and talking about my progress and how to progress and the things you need to consciously pay attention to will, uh, will end that stigmatism because round yep. two is still for sale. Everybody, it's not too late to hop on the box train. <laughs> and I think it's funny. I, you're, you're totally right. Like the more people talk about it, the more that it's just like, Hey, this is my experience. It's mm-hmm. not, you know what you think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to help kind of expand the base of people that are using the box. Cause right now, the only story out there of a box success story is hacks. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's anyone else that has the same commitment to practicing and improving mm-hmm. as hacks. I mean, 
in certain group chats, he's literally every day he has a new person going into his you know apartment and playing for four hours. Yeah, you know, yeah, no, he he's insane. Yeah, yeah. So you look at that like, oh shit, is that what it takes to get good? Like, do I need to put in that much time that consistently? And um, I hope that you know that was a good uh, uh, mid episode plug. I really liked that. I like the hustle. Yeah. Not um, not intentionally. That that yeah, was not a It was smooth. It was smooth as hell. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um but, but no, Hacks right. grind is what it takes to get top eight at Genesis, not to sure. not to be able to compete <laughs> at your local level. Yeah. Uh if Hacks had the time to compete at H and C and not TO it, I'm positive he'd be winning it every single week. Pretty um, much. Yeah. But uh but you can look at people like Nebby, the Yoshi out in the UK, he's uh He's been on box for like maybe a year, um, and he's pretty much back to to dominating his local like he was on controller as Avalanche. Um, you know, Pipsqueak is making awesome progress. Uh, Cyrox, if you watch his stream, he's on the box and he's he's just as nutty as he was on controller. So wow, I didn't know about all these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the box the box is a uh, it's making its way through people, and I think I think people are just kind of not talking about it a whole lot, like the people who have them. Because uh, you never see, like, I never see Cyrox tweet about the box super often, and Nebby never really talks about it either. And um, so I'm just trying to uh, to talk about it some more. And obviously, I'm I'm kind of a really really small uh, streamer and really small content creator, um, and I don't think that I have the same kind of platform that can that can make people move to the box or like understand more about it. But I just hope that hopefully someone sees it, and uh, if if one person switched to the box because of my videos, that'd be really dope um but i don't expect it (laughs) well i yeah i want to talk about that more because one of the reasons i wanted to have you on um was specifically i think that you are firmly in in the hustle you know Mm -hmm. the wannabes is 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 a mindset you know it's it's definitely (laughs) something where um i think it kind of that attitude um I'm going to use the word transcends, but it it really Mm. passes through all the other barriers of like, um, you know, it's not skill. It's not talent. It's, it's the hard work of it. Right. Mm. And from the way you're presenting yourself and the way that you're, you're working, um, I really, uh, admire that. And I, I relate a lot to kind of those moves that you're, you're making and, and (laughs) the different things you're, you're trying out and tasting. And so I wanted to, to speak on that a little bit. Um, just in general, like, what is your mindset towards making stuff towards streaming and, mm. and making videos? What's your philosophy there? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, when it comes to, when it comes to making content, I take a very relaxed approach to it. Um, I, I stream when I want to, uh, and I make YouTube videos. Um, I'm trying to make these box videos once a month. So it's a pretty lax schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I definitely, that that's my current feel on these things, but I I was grinding stream really hard uh, last year and the beginning of this year because I I was just having so much fun um, and I felt like the the motivating factor and the reason that people were coming to the stream was because it was fun and they were having fun with it too uh, and that just kept making me want to do it more and more um, and I kind of felt this like little little community of people who would come to the stream and hang out uh, growing and. And that's that's really the whole reason I do anything is because I'm just like it's so sick that I can do this and hang out with these homies who I've never met and probably will never meet because some of them 
live out in the UK or on the West Coast, uh, and I have no intentions of leaving uh, where I live. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I think that's that's what's always driven my my content creation goals. So I'm just like, it'd be so sick if like because I did this, someone else did this. Uh, and then we just kept growing or making things based off one another or just kept hanging out and stream chat. Um, but yeah, homie, homie interactions is what has always driven the the things I do. It's at this point, it's the reason I go to tournaments is just cause I'm like, yeah, I want to see like how good, uh, how good my friend Kobe has gotten since last week. I want to see like how far, uh, a mod's going to go this week at the cave. Like I want to see, uh, just like my friends doing well and, that's the same thing that makes me like stream is cause I'm just like, Oh, like what if, uh, what if guru comes in today and we have like sick talk about like Falcon or what if like, uh, my mod finally shows up and <laughs> like <laughs> can, uh, fix some of the, the ports, uh, and all those commands and things like that for me. Cause I don't know how to, um, but yeah, that's like, that's what's driven my stream and that's what drives my YouTube, um, is I'm just like how how sick would it be to just like keep growing this because of other people, uh, and yeah, that's the same reason that I liked toing at school too. Is because I was like, that'd be so sick if if because I got one person to come, they invited their friend, uh, and then their friends started coming regularly, and so now that's two new people who uh who I can teach how to wave dash. <laughs> yeah, no, I yeah. love that. I I think that's so that's so spot on of like how like if you told me. Um, to, this is going to sound weird, but if you told me to like make a person you would, I would want to like mm-hmm. be in the scene, I would, mm-hmm. that would be a cornerstone of their personality is what you just said. That's a huge, I'm complimenting mm-hmm. you like Thank you. as much as I can, <laughs> because that is a very healthy mindset that I think a lot of people should adopt, you mm-hmm. know? Um, you, you mentioned doing things because you just enjoyed it. You were streaming because you were having fun with it. Mm-hmm. And I think that gets lost a lot in, um, I mean, you see it with, I think top players a lot. You see it with people trying to build a brand quote unquote, mm-hmm. like there's an attitude of, you know, this is my way out. This is how I make money. This is how I become successful. And, that misses the whole point of why we're playing melee in the first place is like, mm-hmm. because it's really sick. It's mm-hmm. the, the most fun that we could have. And it kind of puts us in a good mood. And if you're not doing that, then what are you even reaching for? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I think you really hit the nail on the head with that. And um, yeah. I hope that you just kind of stick with these things with the same attitude. Um, Cause personally I've gotten, impatient at times where i'm Mm -hmm. like you know this isn't moving fast enough this isn't growing the speed i want it to grow and that just leads to unhappiness like dead Mm -hmm. stop you know yeah yeah and i think i think i definitely i felt that grind sorry if you can see uh anybody my cat has now jumped on my lap but anyways oh let me see (laughs) she's cute (laughs) say hello eleanor oh that is cute yeah (laughs) um but anyways (laughs) So at one point uh, during my like streaming time, uh, I really, really was grinding super hard um, towards a goal and kind of stepped away from that idea of like like making friends and just having fun with who's there because um, I wanted to hit affiliate so bad. Uh, I got to a point where I was just really close. I was like, I had the followers, I had the time. Uh, I don't remember what I was missing. There was like one thing that I was missing um, to 
on the road to affiliate and i was just like i was literally dming eleanor stop no uh i was literally just dming like uh streamers that are like slightly bigger than me to like net play and like host me and like i was just getting really annoying about it um and i didn't even like realize i was like wait damn like this is a cool person that i could like just be net playing with for fun and not asking like something in favor for um and i lost like the homie aspect to streaming and the homie aspect of net playing and just became this dude who like was only caring about like was i winning was i getting cool clips was i like doing cool combos on stream and like mm-hmm. did i get enough followers today to like make today's stream worth it um and so then i just kind of like i kind of stepped away for a while uh and let my stream go blank and then i came back to to being affiliate um or affiliate whatever you say uh and i was like oh cool like i made it and then i would stream and no one would be there and i was like oh that's because like i was just a jerk like these past like two weeks and two months uh like no one really wants to like hear me complain about like how stupid chic tech chasing me like on netplay friendlies is like uh because i was just getting so frustrated by like all the little things um and so i would just like rage quit out of like friendlies on that play uh and like when people like would be like lurking in chat i would like see uh who's in chat and i would like call them out and be like oh angry socks 24 like why aren't you saying anything like uh and i just was not being like a good streamer or even like a good person i would say Uh, (laughs) i'm getting some feedback (laughs) oh yeah she was rubbing up against the mouse or mic but she's done now Okay, cool. <laughs> um, uh, and so, and so, I kind of had to take a break and and get back to those like roots of just being like, no, this is for fun. Like, I I've never once made money on stream, and I'm fine with that. And I also, if like if I lose affiliate, I don't know if that's possible. I wouldn't care at this point because I've gotten back now to just being like, oh, this is so fun. Like like yesterday, there was one person in stream all day, and I loved it so much because we were just chatting. Uh, he's giving me advice and then uh it was just a great time um didn't care about the numbers didn't care about anything i was just like yeah here's the homie and that's the homie for today and we're gonna talk so yeah yeah yeah. growing a brand definitely not something i'm interested in keeping the homie the homie vibe is is more what i'm after these days and i i totally i totally resonate with a lot of that um because it's hard to kind of keep the two things in tandem they're almost it's almost an ironic mix of what makes success and what Mm -hmm. like what what success leads to almost Mm -hmm. um and yeah i mean especially something like melee where you know the the scene is relatively strong um maybe more condensed and maybe with less um outside appeal on a day-to-day basis Mm-hmm. You know, the the big events get huge numbers and we always like crack the top five or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. the Twitch numbers are. I don't really follow it, but um, any sort of streamer, um, even the top melee streamers are not even close to hitting the same numbers as other people. I mean, Armada was hitting a few hundred, like Leffen, Leffen's big jumps come from crossing over to other games and Ultimate and all that. Yeah. And, you know, Mango is basically a variety streamer that does melee like 40% of the time and mm-hmm. he's the second best player in the world. So it's like, where's the room? And I think that's 
kind of where we need to like understand why we're playing melee in the first place are we are mm-hmm. we using melee to you know to be that outlet and to have that fun and meet people mm-hmm. um or are we trying to kind of squeeze too much out of the game and pursue a dream that is you know uh, noble and i think mm-hmm. very respectable i think you know everyone should should pursue their dreams and make their passions into something they can survive off of but mm-hmm. with something as difficult as this game it's like where where's the line like where do we mm. have to start you know coming to terms with what's actually possible and that's tough you know yeah yeah no if and if you don't mind i'm gonna segue from sure. content creation and mindset into game mindset cool uh because content creation mindset i think i think i've done okay with except that small period where i became a jerk who was focused on numbers um but game mindset is definitely similar uh in the sense of um before you stream you definitely need to know like what your goal is uh and then uh, try and work towards that goal and i would say the same is true for competing in melee uh when i started playing melee i definitely had this idea that i could secretly become the best if i just played long enough um and so that's why i would like let skin just destroy me for hours on end and i and i'd be fine with that because i was like okay like it's just skin that i'm losing to uh like we we'd go to the tournament and you know i'd I'd maybe lose first round to to someone. I'd be like, okay, I can beat them next week. Like, I just need to make it to skin. And once I get to skin, then I'll beat them in grand finals. Um, so I just kept having this mindset of like, I'm I'm good enough and I can do this if I try hard enough. Um, and what that led me to was uh, disregarding every single thing that my opponent did uh, and thinking of my opponents way lesser than I should have. Um, and just being like, oh, like, it's just because Marth is so stupid and, like, his grab range is so big that I keep losing to Marth. Like, if Marth's grab was smaller, like, I would have won. Uh, but obviously, that is not at all how melee works. Uh, there are no patches or updates that will make Marth's grab smaller. <laughs> yep. Um, and so, like, I just had this awful mindset of, uh, like, if the game finally catered to me, I would be number one. Uh, and the only thing that's stopping me from being number one is like other people's cheese and stupidity. Um, and so I had like the first year of competing, I was trash tech skill wise, uh, but I still had the mindset that like, if the game catered to me and if my opponents didn't like exploit stupid things, then I'd win. Um, and so like for a year I was just like basically the most toxic competitor, uh, (laughs) who like every single time they would lose, they'd just get really frustrated and like do like the m2k like wet fish fist bump because they didn't think you deserved it sure uh and i was awful and so i took a break after a year when i started toing uh because i was like i got into this mindset of just like maybe like maybe i can just create a better experience for other people um i can i can help them learn the cheese that beats me every single week um and I can run a good bracket so that way other people have a good time and I will just grind tech skill on the side uh, and not compete until I have cleared my head of, uh, of thinking I'm better than other people. So I took a break for maybe about three, four months. Uh, no competing, just TOing, having fun, uh, having a lot of friendly sessions where I would just like let people cheese me um, and like kind of try and learn how to, how to not get cheesed. Um, by asking and just like letting it happen over and over again. 
and so then after about four months, I was like, okay, when I get cheese and friendlies, I feel fine now. I know that it like is a real thing and they're, they executed it well. So they deserve that kill. Um, I think I'm, I think I'm good. And, uh, so I went back to competing and, uh, there was this new Marth, uh, tag is blank who, who was just really, really good. Uh, he used to play Pikachu before and I, I beat his Pikachu and now he plays Marth and I was like, well, like, I don't think he can be that good. Like his Pikachu kind of sucked. Uh, and he just bodied me for, <laughs> uh, I think, I think we played in the best of five and I got three owed, um, and just like, wasn't close to taking a game. And I got so angry. Like I actually just walked away. I didn't fist bump. I didn't do anything. Wow. Um, and it was just because like, I hadn't really shaken that mentality of I can win this all. Um, I had only really shaken the mentality of the, uh, of the cheese thing. Um, like I was fine with getting cheese, but I still thought I could win everything. Um, and it just like, it just went to show that, uh, there are these like underlying, underlying narratives that you tell yourself when you come into tournament, um, that affect your gameplay extremely. Uh, and so I started looking into, um, (laughs) started looking into things like, uh, like Zen rituals and like meditation, uh, for short periods of time, because I was like, well, like I can, I can just work this out. Um, you know, when I get angry or when I start thinking that I'm better than the other person and deserve to win, I can do X, Y, and Z. Um, and so I started implementing that and it, uh, wasn't making a change. I still got angry. Um, and then I just like kept, I didn't give up on it. I kept trying to do these little meditations and telling myself, uh, little notes. Like I'd say things along the lines of, uh, this person is trying just as hard as you don't discredit what they're doing. Um, or like this person possibly has put in more hours than you, like don't discredit what they're doing. Um, little things like that. And, uh, what I saw was like this, the slowest progression, uh, I felt like I've ever seen. Uh, and it probably took like up until this point, um, to finally have those things like really mean something and really make an impact in how I'm playing. Uh, and I started realizing, I was like, I think that is just how mentality works. Um, when we come into melee, we bring so much with us and the same is true for, for all of life. Um, you bring so much with you about like what you think about the game beforehand, uh, what you think about the game during it. We think about like other people playing this game. Um, and it just takes like a really long time of being intentional to, to get over those things. Uh, and once I started realizing that I, um, I felt fine with like my previous years of bad mentality, uh, and have started looking forward to like this long journey of, uh, having like an okay mentality and hopefully one day a good mentality. Um, but yeah, I think, I think we see it in so many people and I think it's so real for so many people because, because everything affects us. I mean, you know, if you played sports when you're younger, like I did, uh, you probably care a lot about results because in sports, that's all that matters. Um, uh, like when you play a soccer game, if your team went 0 and 16 that year, like you did nothing basically. Right. And your coach would say that to you. And like your parents would probably say like, are you sure you want to play soccer? Like, you know, the season didn't really go that well. Uh, regardless of how you felt about that season, you could have had like the most fun time ever. You could have thought that, that you made your best friends, you, you know? Um, but like everyone, everyone in sports is very focused on results because if you do, if you go 16 and 0, it's like, oh my gosh, like 
maybe he has potential to like be on varsity in high school and then like you get on varsity in high school and you go 16 and 0 again it's like maybe he could play college maybe he could go pro um whereas in melee like when we're just playing for fun at our local uh no one's thinking like oh my gosh if if aglet wins this bracket today over bobby big balls aglet probably is going to win genesis <laughs> um that that's never really like a thought in melee uh but sports people with sports backgrounds will bring that into a melee setting, uh, and that'll really mess them up. Like the first time they go O two, uh, and I see that a lot in my friends, like who go O two and just think like, I don't know if I'm gonna come next week, man. Like, yeah. is it worth wasting my ten dollars? I was like, dog, this is your first tournament. Like, what did what did you expect to happen? You I to definitely upset I definitely want to sit big on balls. I, I definitely want to talk about this a little bit um, because you're right. It's hard to kind of separate. The way we're brought up, I think there's a, a bit of an American overall mentality to winning. Um, and I think Melee is just so, it's such a mature game at this point. And the people, you know, we talked about the stickiness of when people come in and, and they don't mm-hmm. leave. Like, they're, that's across the board. That's not just our aglets and our June bugs and our top level players. I don't know if June bug mm-hmm. plays as much, but you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's not just the top level, it's down and down and down until you get to people who you're like oh i've never heard of this person before mm-hmm. and then they like whoop your ass and you're like what the who who can i beat it's mm-hmm. very discouraging <laughs> I, I totally relate to anyone going to their first tournament they're like oh I, you know round one all right you know I, i'm seated low i play against the three seed like i'm expected to lose like let's mm-hmm. do this in losers and then they play someone else who's been playing maybe you know three or four years and they don't know their tag Mm-hmm. and they get whopped and they're like okay mm-hmm. this is over so yeah i think you're right i think the mentality needs to be um talked about off the bat as like hey you know welcome in you know go through the paces take your losses mm-hmm. everyone takes their losses mm-hmm. um let's just play some friendlies and and this tournament isn't over when you're out of bracket mm-hmm. you know and i think once that becomes more prevalent and once that um you know, people can come in, you know, I don't know how the attitude was when you started, but when I started, it there was a bit of toxicity going around, you know, mm-hmm. with, you know, the top people in, in region would be a little dismissive of new players, you know, mm-hmm. especially because the DACA just come out, there was this weird aversion to, to new players coming in, like, no, yeah. this is our thing, like, protectionist kind of shittiness. Yeah. And so once it becomes more accepting of hey welcome you lost totally cool let's play some friendlies then yeah yeah i think it all changes yeah and i think so i've i have uh, seen like three things i think that really affect mentality um i think it's like what are your motivators for playing what are your detractors against playing and what's something that can like center you back to to this neutral state Hmm. um and so for me like my motivator has and still is um how well i do uh i've luckily tried to reframe it away from like my set records um being a motivator and more did i sd three times um or did i like play my gameplay and that's what i use as a good uh, a good game judgment Mm -hmm. um so even if i go o2 against you know people uh in a set um I'm like, oh, well, like, I didn't SD, and, like, you know, I did the things I wanted to do, and he just played better. Uh, so I, that's a motivator. And uh, detractors, which for me, 
um, in the beginning definitely were going O2. Uh, that was like, that was the biggest detractor. It's what upset me. It's what made me not want to play. Um, and then centering had become sort of these, these like little thoughts and phrases, I would say in between stocks, uh, that would remind me like, oh yeah, this person's trying to, like, you're not the only person trying. Uh, so then that would be something that would bring me back to sort of the neutral phase in the center, um, of just being like, yep, we're both trying. That's why he did that. Not because like he's a cheesy person. Uh, (laughs) and so I think that is something that can help a lot of people, um, is like before coming into a tournament, trying to, trying to recognize those three things. Um, and then how can we counteract them? Cause, uh, motivators are really good. Um, but they can also, they can also really burn you out if you're focused on just results as your motivator. Um, you know, if you have too many, too many results that, that aren't good, then now your motivator is like slowly becoming a detractor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are three things that I definitely think, uh, people people should recognize and people should try and try and name and bring that into a tournament and see how they can how they can move and change yeah i really like that point of um you kind of need to use all three like you can't just ignore the things that are bringing you down and and go mm-hmm. motivate motivate um, yeah burnout is something that i think about all the time and so mm-hmm. i think because i'm i'm constantly aware of the dangers of burnout that you know I, I make sure that I'm not going too fast ever. That might be a detriment and mm. that, you know, and speed, all that stuff doesn't matter. Like, I, th- I think the most important thing is that we are just constantly chugging forward at a pace that we can keep up with. Um, yeah. And I like the way you framed it with detractors, too, because um, sometimes if if something's bringing you down, like, mm. you're, it's okay to, like, absorb it and sit with it. You know, mm-hmm. it's okay to, at least in my opinion, give some breathing room to the idea that maybe you shouldn't play melee. And mm-hmm. I, I don't say that as a way to, you know, encourage anyone to quit because I think mm-hmm. everyone in the world should play this game. Yeah. But but it's doing you a disservice to, to think it's um, not worth your time to think about. You know, maybe you are, you know, a, a, you know, a musician and you're passionate about doing music. And mm-hmm. you like playing melee as well. Well, maybe you know going to three majors, two regionals, and uh, a weekly just mm-hmm. doesn't you know mesh with your other goals. So yeah. maybe you just go to one major and you mm-hmm. know a, every other weekly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, not everyone should be striving for the same goals. And I think when we're kind of hit with that feeling of man, I think I should quit. Like what's making you feel that way and mm. and what is legitimate in the way you're yeah. feeling you know what i mean mm. it's tricky yeah you know yeah yeah the way we react to to our emotions is definitely another big thing too of uh of it's it's good to have emotions and i think it's especially good to talk about emotions and to face them um but what we do with them i think is something that is super individual uh but it's something that we should like always be working on i think trying different responses to how we feel whether you know you get upset or and you take a break or you get upset and you grind because of it Mm -hmm. um is totally like individual and i think uh each person should should experiment with uh with their reactions to how to how they're feeling um but yeah 
yeah it's it's tough to really nail it down as a general rule um Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm happy that that we're talking about this because i'm always interested to see what different people how different people kind of approach um the game and i'm always afraid that there is a really that there's a trend of people taking hardline approaches or or worse like copying what a uh, uh, top player's attitude is like yeah Wizrobe's getting good results i need to be like Wizrobe. it's like bro yeah. you're not him like he's yeah. every top player is and i say this with love really fucking weird like yeah. every everyone <laughs> in the top probably 30 is yeah has their own has their own quirk pretty much you know what i mean yeah and so if you're gonna sit here and think that your arm is gonna turn into a fire hose because that's what your favorite player can do it's like bro Mm -hmm. you you ain't got that like yeah (laughs) figuring out your own individuality and figuring out like okay which how can i insert this game into my life that kind of meshes the best and Mm. makes me happiest that's that's what i think is like the only general rule is that Mm -hmm. there is a way for everyone to enjoy the game at like their maximum capacity Mm -hmm. and it needs to take out wins it needs to take out like results or or clout or respect Mm. it needs to take all these like things out of your control off the equation yeah and then you could start thinking about like all right like i love fucking going to fests and Mm -hmm. degening with you know all the local people and doing that you know twice a month Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, you found the secret. <laughs> like, that's yeah. the bomb. <laughs> Everyone yeah. loves those. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and I think, um, yeah, I th- you you said it, but I want to highlight it, especially uh, taking out the factors that you can't control, I think mm-hmm. are so, so important. Um, and, co- and not trying to copy what other people do, uh, which is what I started out as doing. Everyone I would did. literally, yeah. I would literally DM top players and be like, "What do you think about when you're getting hit with cheese?" Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I remember, I think it was Hugs actually. Hugs responded, and he was just like, "That they're better than me," uh, and that blew my mind. I mm-hmm. was like, "What do you mean? Like, no, it's cheese. Like, it's bad. Like, there's counterplay to it." And he's like, "Yeah, but if I'm getting hit by it, it means I didn't play better than them in that situation." Mm. Um, and so that stuck with me. And I think I think with the secret that I found um, is like not trying to just copy just hugs. Because yep. uh, there's other things he said that I was like, no, I, I don't agree with that. I think that's kind of dumb. Sure. Um, but trying to just like talk to people and just like get from their experience, like what might work for you uh, and like add some things and like take away some things that other people say, uh, but not try and find just like that one player like not look at mango and be like oh yeah what i need to do is like i need a drink at every tournament and you find my sweet spot (laughs) because like every other top player that drinks at a tournament that just becomes their john yeah exactly yeah they're just like they're just like oh dude like i went out with mango and then i went oh oh two in pools because of it whereas like i was supposed to be seated to go like (laughs) out of pool first while mango's like yo when i'm a little hungover and I have like two beers at eleven a.m. Like that's mm-hmm. my sweet spot. And everyone's like, "Yeah, bro, Mango's figured it out." Like, no, <laughs> yeah, no, we cannot all be Mango, like, yeah, and drink. We can't all be Wizrobe and be robots. We can't be none and be stone cold. Like, it's it's a mixture of everything, and it's it's individual. And we gotta just 
we got to experiment and work around to find it. Uh, yeah. Anyone who tries to find a formula for, for how to react and how to, how to think is looking in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. You got to look within, bud. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that for me, like this podcast has been kind of a cheat code because mm. it does, it does both things at the same time. It lets me learn from all sorts of different people um, and Wasabi, who has a completely different attitude, like me and him mm-hmm. are polar opposites. Yeah. But having that kind of be feeding in and for me to like play with these ideas, you know, just it's not even that um, that deliberate. It's kind of a process of osmosis. Like I'm just mm. surrounding myself with these thoughts and just the sheer fact that they're there and I'm I'm talking about them and hearing them. Then mm-hmm. when they're gone, something sticks, you know, yeah. whatever I gel with the most mm-hmm. is going to be left behind. And that's what's, that's the truth of what I could do. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've recommended this to so many people, I think just starting a, a bullshit podcast, <laughs> you know, and, and, <laughs> and having people on and just hearing their own experiences mm-hmm. is yeah so broken it is the bomb yeah you know no, it is and and not to be afraid to ask people too like in tournament irl mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. about what they what they think or how they feel uh the first person i ever asked was the pink bunny emoji who's to out in the southern virginia um and he was just like we're talking and he basically just was giving me so much advice and at one point he was like dude the other thing is like you got to just like stop like looking for the answer and just start living it Mm. um and so like just not to be afraid to to ask people because they could just say something like that to you that really sticks and changes uh how you think um so yeah either start a podcast or just you know talk to the dude who you who you've been sitting next to for three hours playing with melee with but haven't said a word to just be like hey what do you think about when you get hit by chic town smash uh and they might say something crazy or they might just say like that move's stupid and i wish it didn't happen Mm -hmm. uh but just trying to figure out from, from other people's experience is definitely the, the way to go. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah. I think we really ran the gambit. Um, I thought this was yeah. great. I do need to start wrapping up. Um, so I'm going to yeah, ask. No worries. I'm going to ask my final question real quick. I got, yeah. got one locked and loaded. Um, so you are in this hypothetical situation. Actually, before I go into it, is there anything else you wanted to talk about that we didn't get to? Oh, um, I think, uh, I want to say, I want to say one thing. I, we don't have to talk about it. Um, and there's one thing is that, uh, I think as melee players, we need to stop deciding the outcome of matches at the character select screen. Um, Hmm. I think there are so many great players who play so many losing matchups yet win. Uh, and I think we just need to keep that in mind. Um, that AMSA hasn't played a winning matchup in years yet is a top 10 player. Mm-hmm. Uh, so whether or not your character loses shouldn't decide how you feel about the match. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Word. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good thing to uh, to throw out there. Um, yeah, and those are shots at Leffen, in case anyone is wondering later on. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> Starting some real beef. <laughs> yeah, like he'll ever notice me. <laughs> <laughs> hey bro but, uh, we, what's we your got question some real reach here with this podcast all right so um yeah I was being sarcastic so we have uh we've put you in charge of a new player you're his sensei mm-hmm. you're their sensei and so they are uh a year in 
basics down. They know how to L cancel. They know how to wave dash. Um, hmm. You know, I've, I've read the inner game of tennis. You know, across <laughs> the board. You know, introductory yeah. stuff is off the table. They're they're, they're yeah. doing all right, uh, but still only a year in. Mm-hmm. What would be your philosophy to have this person have the most successful melee career? Mm. Yeah. Um, I would tell them anything they don't like about melee to focus on when they're alone uh, and everything they do like about melee to push and do more of when they're with others. Uh, so, for example, if you if you hate having to SDI fox up, up air uh, in tournament, focus on just doing that when you're alone. Um, so that way, when you're playing friendlies and you get hit by it, you don't like get angry at the person next to you. Uh, and instead, just get angry at the stupid little fox model uh, on your CRT by yourself. Um, and keep keep like those, those little things that you get upset by uh, to a minimum when you're playing with other people so that way you can enjoy the game to the max because uh, the the more you do it in practice and the more you you get numbed to it alone uh, the least it'll, the less it'll affect you when you have someone sitting next to you doing it uh, whether it's in friendlies or in tournament um, I just think that's really important and that's something uh, that used to happen to me a lot was like getting getting annoyed at the human instead of the the stupid little model on the screen cool Next part. Um, what are three quick tips that you would make sure that they that is just driven into their head? Oh, uh, Fox up throw up smash isn't real on Falcon. Uh, you can dash out of shine because it doesn't knock down, and Falco F smash is not as good of an edge guard tool as you think. <laughs> Nice. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, <laughs> so, final question. Yeah. If you had to distill all of your teaching into one sentence, what would that mm. sentence be? Oh. Uh, I'm gonna go back to the to the three things. Learn what your the sen- the sentence would be. Learn what your motivators, detractors, and centering tools are and hold them tightly yes oh such a clean <laughs> clean interview dude this went very well i'm so Good. happy i'm you glad came on yeah i'm glad i'm here yeah um i <laughs> hope you keep doing your thing i hope your toing pops off your stream goes well just keep on <laughs> thank going you, thank you. i hope to uh are you going you're probably going to go to pound right it's around the corner for me yeah yeah i uh I'm planning on registering for Pound. Hopefully the coronavirus doesn't shut us down. Yeah. There's been some talk about it, but um, I plan on being there. Oh my God, imagine. That'd be so sad. But barring, yeah. <laughs> barring a major uh, pandemic, I hope that mm. I get to see you at Pound. And uh, we'll keep in yep. touch, man. This was great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. All right, take care, dude. You too. Bye-bye.